uh, virtue, or parami, which in this tradition is called nekamma, uh, usually uh, translated with renunciation. Nekamma is one of the ten paramis, one of the ten virtues. Um, generosity, dana, and then morality, sila, and nekamma, renunciation or simplicity, panya or discernment, wisdom, <coughs> diria, energy, also right effort, kanti, patience, satcha, truthfulness, aditana, which means resolve, determination, um, metta, loving kindness, and then upekka, um, equanimity. One uh, mm, um, first thought, uh, one first reflection which comes to mind is that on the one hand we have um, the meditation practice, sitting and walking practice, and uh, the need to develop, to cultivate uh, the meditation uh, um, uh, meant in its, in its, in its uh, uh, strict sense. And on the other hand, we have uh, what we might call the manifestation of the Dharma. And the ten paramis, the virtues, have uh, very much to do with manifesting, manifesting uh, uh, the peace, manifesting the understanding, manifesting the uh, loving kindness. So on the one hand, there is the sitting, uh, the walk in the form of practice, and on the other hand, the cultivation and the manifestation of uh, what is of value through these ten avenues, to the ten uh, paramis. Um, I'm mentioning uh, the ten paramis, although we're going to talk only about one of them, which is Nakam, because the paramis, the virtues, uh, always work uh, in, a, uh, in, in, a, in a relationship of mutual uh, cooperation. There is a, a, the, um, an organic uh, necessity for uh, these positive energies to work together. They are mutually supportive. They support one another. Uh, so there is mutual support between the formal practice and uh, the uh, several virtues, and there is mutual support among the several virtues. So we might say that seeing from a distance practice uh, seems to be very uh, simple, but um, uh, in a sense uh, it is, it's the simplest thing uh, in the world, but in another sense uh, uh, it's very complex, uh, is, a, is a complex and interacting structure. Now Nekama means uh, renunciation, 
and I think it's a good word, although it's not a popular one. Um, it's exactly uh, its meaning, uh, giving up mental things, giving up uh, um, um, material things. More, most fundamentally, is, rena is uh, renouncing attachment, aversion, and ignorance. Renouncing whatever is toxic, whatever is an uh, extra burden for our life, whatever complicates and uh, uh, creates knots uh, in our life. When I say knots, I always think of uh, this strong image coming from ancient India, where uh, in the Upanishads it is said, the uh, knots of the heart. Liberation is uh, untie the knots of the heart. So whatever is uh, whatever is a knot of, uh, of the heart is something to be uh, given up, to be renounced, to be let go of. So Nakama, therefore, has a very, has a very central place in a, a, a path of liberation, in a path of untying what is uh, tied, what is uh, a knot. We might, we might uh, say that um, Nekama is the direct practice on, of non-attachment, direct practice of non-attachment. Other virtues are uh, exercised in non-attachment in a less direct way, like for instance, dana, generosity, obviously is a practice in non-attachment, because uh, to the extent that I am being generous, uh, I uh, exercise non-attachment, or in order to be generous, I have to let go of something. But as we were saying, nekama is non-attachment in its most direct way. A virtue, a parami, which uh, works in close, we have to work, we should work in close association with nekamma is uh, wisdom, is uh, discernment, is panya, because uh, we should know what to let go and when to let go and how to let go. Um, otherwise, it's not it. See, the beauty, the beauty of this um, complex structure of the paramis is that uh, basically a parami, a virtue, is authentic to the extent that it is imbued with all the other virtues. If it uh, stands by itself, if, it, if it's isolated, not fed, not nourished by the other virtues, then it's something different. So Nekama, among other things, uh, is impregnated uh, with Panya, with discernment. Otherwise, uh, it um, doesn't have a liberating quality. It's not a Parami. It's a pseudo 
virtue is, is, is uh, something which, which basically generates more suffering. But mature nekama, mature uh, renunciation, mature letting go, uh, has a freeing, has a freeing uh, virtue, has a freeing quality. See, when we say uh, simplifying, ren uh, renunciation, uh, giving up what is toxic, w giving up what is extra, uh, and of course understanding uh, what is toxic, understanding what is extra, um, um, simple means made of just one thing. In Latin, this is the meaning of the word simple. So making our life simple, making our mind simple, means unifying our mind, unifying our life. And therefore, uh, a more... Uh, a simpler and more unified life and mind means a happier mind, a happier life. So the aim of renunciation is happiness, period. In case we, we, we get upset in uh, uh, <laughs> listening to this word, renunciation. And it's always been like that. But maybe a number of misunderstandings and uh, um, um, have obscured at times uh, the real deep meaning of, 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 this, of this word, of this practice. I think it's helpful if we start looking at uh, Nakama in our practice here. If we think of it, Nekama is at the core of this practice. I mean, if we didn't have uh, the capacity for letting go, we would never come back to the break. It is essential that we practice letting go, letting go of our um, involvement with thinking and emotions with our uh, worries, identifications, and preoccupations, and uh, all the rest of it. So we cultivate nekama whenever we uh, sit or whenever we walk. We first of all cultivate nekama, cultivate uh, the capacity to let go of the uh, habitual uh, mental movement and to return to the center, to the breath, to mindfulness. So, um, it is an essential part of the meditative practice. Learning to let go, understanding the value of letting go, and gradually enjoying the letting go, enjoying the simplification. We go back to the breath and we are one, and the mind is one. The mind is made simple. Five seconds earlier it was very complicated and twisted and distorted, and now it's simple for a while.
and it gets uh, complicated again. And we need some more Nekam, some more letting go, some more um, uh, lightening up, softening up, learning and relearning. Same fundamental lesson. With patience, Kanti is another uh, parami, which is also very much based on the capacity to let go. So letting go, simplicity, and peace go hand in hand, and we see it experientially in, in, uh, in our practice. Of course, um, all this work uh, takes mindfulness, this work of letting go, of, of, of simplifying, of making one, of pacifying, needs mindfulness. But mindfulness is the central ingredient of all the virtues. So naturally, it's at work uh, for Nekamma as well. Can, can we practice generosity without mindfulness? Can we practice patience without mindfulness, without awareness? Awareness of what generosity is, awareness of what uh, generosity is not, awareness uh, about how generous we are, how generous we uh, aren't. So mindfulness is the central ingredient of the each plan. And it's fascinating um, if we think of it that the uh, um, generation uh, through the form of practice of, of pure awareness is in itself a, a laboratory for virtue on the one hand. And on the other hand, while we cultivate virtues in life, uh, this is the laboratory to produce uh, awareness, mindfulness. So it is, uh, they are very much, uh, this the dimension of mindfulness and the dimension of the virtues and the four of Nekam are very closely uh, connected. The practice, the, the former practice, um, the retreat. A retreat, I guess, could be safely defined as a, a long list of renunciations. And we, we, we uh, renounce a number of things, our usual life, our usual daily routine, or our vacations, or uh, spending time with friends and family, um, our comforts, uh, many uh, things. And the aim, again, is to uh, develop the possibility for a simpler life during the day that uh, we spend in a retreat. A simpler life where uh, the inner value have a better chance to be cultivated. Again, the uh, aim is happiness. The aim is 
the deepening of what is of value. But of course, at the beginning, this can be hard. And um, so sometimes we go into a retreat and we uh, leave the retreat. Or we spend uh, a considerable amount of time debating whether we should leave it or not. But often, as many uh, old-timers here know, uh, we end up appreciating it, despite uh, the difficult part that Nakama, uh, that renunciation, entails. And we appreciate it so much that we do it again. Otherwise, <laughs> 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 it would be the last thing uh, we would ever conceive. But we come back because we've seen that because of the extreme simplifying uh, process, because of the extreme uh, simplicity and simplification, um, getting in touch uh, with some truth, uh, personal truth and uh, deep human truth is more possible thanks to this simplicity. Um, if we are uh, at, uh, in a beginning stage of our inner search um, and, we, and, and we go into a retreat, we, uh, we can feel deprived and we suffer uh, because of this feeling deprived. And uh, maybe uh, because of this kind of suffering, um, these days IMS staff is being flooded by all sorts of requests uh, I personally think that um, um, sometimes uh, requests about um, things to be given or food or this or that um, are um, um, expression of some important need, uh, objective important need, uh, which uh, uh, has to be honored. At other times, I suspect it is just a resistance to uh, the simplifying process. And I think it's up to us, up to our practice and discernment uh, to look and see uh, you know, what, what, what's happening, what's uh, uh, the drive uh, behind the, uh, our uh, asking for uh, certain things. Uh, you know, again, if we are in the beginning phase of our search, we can easily, without even realizing it, uh, make compartments. You know, this is the practice. And then maybe uh, uh, when we uh, find ourselves in another area of the building that is not practice anymore, finished. Um, now, the principle of non-dualism is a fundamental <laughs> principle of the practice. You know, there are no boundaries within which the practice happens. The practice has no boundaries. Everything is practice. But usually uh, it takes uh, some time for us to realize this fact. And uh, uh, we tend to have a, a um, usually a fragmented view. 
You see, this is one of the reasons why uh, we often insist on uh, continuity uh, of the practice and, and, and making more and more the practice uh, seamless, because this can carry over into, so to speak, from, from formal practice into our attitude towards practice and our attitude towards life. We less and less enjoy uh, being split, uh, having like different, pr living on, under different principles. You know, we have certain principles in the meditation hall, but then we have different principles outside of the meditation hall. At first, we never, re we, we don't even realize the, um, uh, uh, this split. But once we start realizing it, um, this becomes a cause for suffering. So it's an interesting uh, um, turning point. I guess several of you may be familiar with um, a, famous, a famous passage by Ajahn Sumedho where he says that for a couple of years his only practice was let go. Uh, he describes this in a very humorous way and uh, he says that whatever uh, was happening, you know, his thing was let go, let go, let go. Now. As a matter of fact, if we had to put words to um, uh, uh, this virtue, nekamma, the words would be let go. Expressed uh, in, 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 in words, nekamma is expressed this way, uh, let go. I think that when we start feeling that let go of your identification, you're getting stuck in this and that, is exactly the same as saying be free, then uh, that injunction uh, acquires a special, a special power. It has to do with virya, with energy, the way, in other words, the, the, the way we uh, 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 say to ourselves, let's go. But even more important, it has to do, again, with uh, understanding. So the more we understand, basically, the Four Noble Truths, suffering, uh, its cause, and the liberation from, and the way uh, we can do this. The more we understand uh, the Four Noble Truths and the more we apply this understanding to everyday life situations, uh, the more uh, letting go becomes uh, real. In other, words, in other words, the roots of Nekamma uh, are in understanding. To the extent that we understand suffering and its causes, to this extent, uh, our invitation to let go uh, is, uh, is powerful, is, is, is uh, uh, charged with energy. 
So sometimes it works like, like magic. Uh, we say to ourselves, let's go, and we wake up, and we, uh, we let go. Maybe we were chewing passionately some disappointment. We say, let go, and we do let go. So there's some understanding there, and the result is that this moment of mindfulness plus energy, let's go, has an immediate result. But then, it may be we say, let's go, and nothing happens. <laughs> we all know it all too well. In other words, our mind uh, stays uh, identified, stays stuck where, where, uh, where it is stuck in, in whatever that is. At this point, we have just to remember that we are students of Vipassana, that we are students of awareness, of mindfulness. And what does that mean? It means that we start contemplating the non-nekamma. We start contemplating um, our clinging. And as we all know, this is a very important frontier of our practice. This is first-class practice. This is fundamental learning about ego, again about the Four Noble Truths. So either uh, when we say let go, we let go, or we don't let go and we start contemplating attachment. Either non-attachment is almost ready, is, almo is, al is almost ripened, and so it is uh, a little uh, pushing is enough uh, for the fruit to, to, to fall. Or there is strong attachment, but there is the capacity in us to contemplate that attachment. When we start playing uh, with uh, practicing like this, uh, the trap is that if it doesn't work, we drop the whole thing. We say, oh, I tried, uh, then um, the attachment stayed, so uh, no good. Well, attachment stays in order uh, for us to contemplate it. <laughs> this is the perspective of the practice, you know. And it stays as long as we understand it. And it keeps presenting and representing itself so that we can understand it better and better. Literally, if we put ourselves wholeheartedly in a practice perspective, you know, what, what, does, what does it mean that everything is great? Exactly what we're talking about. If there is no practice, 
something is grace, something is disgrace. But if there is practice, then attachment and our uh, helplessness in when we are attached is a theme for our understanding, for our intelligence to develop, for, our, for the joy of our liberation. It's an invitation. And this has to do, this has to do with Nakamma. As we were saying, panya, discernment, uh, works closely with renunciation. And we can easily see this in, in everyday life. Making a phone call can be in a camera, not making a phone call can be Nekam. But we, it takes discernment, it takes Panya to tell us. Like, we see that we are making, we are about to make a phone call out of some compulsive search for security, but it's not really necessary. So we are just adding unnecessary weight to our day. So this is something just to be dropped. But on the other hand, suppose we are resisting and postponing a phone call. We are accumulating fear and anxiety. Now the extra weight is in non-making the phone call, not in making the phone call. So in the first case, simplicity is uh, using the phone, and in the second case, it's not using the phone. It's Simplicity is uh, the same name for two opposite uh, things. Sometimes we are afraid of letting go. And it's not an irrational, irrational fear. If our life is full of uh, anxiety, anguish, we maybe have a difficult time understanding uh, letting go, seeing the point of letting go. Basically, when it's, you know, letting go of one worry to fall back into another worry, uh, we don't feel, we don't feel motivated. We, 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 we can be very confused. Th this is why, uh, to repeat what we were saying before, Nekamma is practiced uh, with sitting practice on the one hand and the other paramis on the other hand. Like from sitting practice, we can get some peace, and then from the other parami, maybe we get some loving kindness, some equanimity. So. 
we let go of some identification and we fall back into some space of peace and equanimity and loving kindness. That's very different than uh, a general confusion in which there is, you know, one 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 uh, uh, falling into one worry after the other. So letting go is facilitated, inevitably facilitated, by us having developed uh, having developed some peace already. It is exactly what we can see in our practice. At the beginning of our practice, going back to the breath is a task. We would much rather stay with our fantasies and the imaginations and uh, new and old movies. But since um, the Buddha and those guys up there say that uh, going back to the breath is a good thing, then out of uh, blind faith <laughs> we go back uh, to the breath. But we are not really convinced uh, because, you know, the mind seduces us in many, in many, in many ways and we uh, force ourselves into going back to the breath. But if we keep practicing wholeheartedly, what happens, and it's very, very important when this happens, at one point we prefer going back to the breath. We prefer mindfulness, which doesn't mean that we don't get lost uh, frequently in thought and emotions. But whenever we remember the practice, whenever we remember the possibility to be mindful, the possibility to go back to the breath, we prefer. This is a major, a major uh, turning point because uh, we used to prefer uh, to get lost in, in fantasies and all that, and now that preference is not there anymore. So we can let go much more easily, often, not always, but we can get let, let go mo- much more easily because we enjoy mindfulness of the breath or mindfulness in general. In the beginning, it was much harder because there was not much enjoying, not, not much interest. So the, the, the letting go, the, 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 the simplifying, is also very much connected with this new interest, with this new uh, uh, form of joy. If we prefer, whenever we feel uh, united with the breath, then we have a strong uh, motivation to let go a strong motivation for Nekamma. And so the same, the same should happen in life. We see that whenever we uh, come back uh, to uh, being aware, um, we feel, literally, we feel better. And so we let go uh, much more easily our identification with this and that. Like nowadays, attraction, uh, desire, is considered a value in itself. Excitement is considered to be a value. If there is desire, if there is attraction, it means that it should be something. Something should be good. 
it's good to feel attraction, to feel desire, to feel excitement. Um, many things in our culture are, are um, engineered in, 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 in order to uh, elicit desire because it is considered uh, to be good. Is a basically, it implies a, a, an incredible ideology of, of, of total desperation. Yeah. <laughs> Excitement in it being the highest, the, the highest good. In other words, a tension, conflict, a form of tension as being the highest, the highest good. So we, we, we are uh, surrounded uh, by, by, uh, by this culture, and, and uh, it can take us some practice and reflect to question, to question uh, this thing. Now, nekamma means that we can remain motionless within attraction. That we don't have to act it out, to think, uh, to proliferate uh, thoughts around it, all the all what usually uh, happens. And what happens if we stay still? That appreciation develops, but we are not uh, in 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 the grip of some suffering, which is. Uh, entailed by attraction, by uh, clinging. We can experiment even with very, very little things, like we hear music coming from somewhere, and we know that music, and we like that music, and we can have a clinging attitude. Oh, listen, 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 you know, uh, like, you know, we just get all... <laughs> and that, there is something more, there is something extra, if we just stay still, free, you know, we, we, we stay free, and that music gets appreciated more deeply, definitely more deeply than with our convulsions, you know. <laughs> or we are, say, the same with discomfort, say, we are tired, can, can we be still? much as we can, mentally, in our fatigue, in our tiredness. You know, that's giving up all our proliferation. I am so tired. And, and on and on. Oh, my feet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all this is very natural, but there is an extra charge to it, which we can uh, happily give up and be freer, just simpler. We are not doing any esoteric stuff. We are just still. <laughs> Attraction, we say still, and it turns into appreciation. Discomfort, and we stay still, and it's much less uh, unpleasant. And there is space in the discomfort. But it takes that attitude. It takes understanding, 
it takes generosity. They connected with Nekama, the, you know, this thing. Generosity, why generosity? We give ourselves over to this task, to this joy. It's not a task anymore if we've been doing it for a while. And we don't forget whenever we do even little experiments uh, along the way, uh, along the line I was talking about, uh, we uh, don't forget. We see the, the direction to go. And that direction we don't let go of. So it becomes organic. From trying some simplicity, from trying some renunciation to enjoying more simplicity, to wanting more simplicity. And the freedom of simplicity. And the warmth of simplicity. Being simple that doesn't mean to be dry. Being simple means being one instead of being fragmented or complicated one with what happens one with other people one with ourselves simple one with without extra maybe we can sit for a while Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.